and cheers. Oh, welcome to the show. I'm back. We're back. <laughs> it's been a week. Did you miss us? Welcome to the Richie Rich and Westover Show. We are coming to you live from West Hollywood, talking about today's trending topics and asking our sex question of the week. Mm. We are here with a very special guest this week. We're uh, so excited to have him. He is a very renowned uh, uh, plastic surgeon, and he's been on many radio shows and um, high-profile appearances, so much so that I questioned why they agreed to do our podcast. (laughs) But then we found out that he does Botox in the scrotum, and we realized he was the perfect guest. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jason Emmer. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you. I brought your Botox. Don't worry. Great. Hallelujah. Thank you. We'll start the injections live in about five minutes. Right. Sounds great. <laughs> Going on Facebook Live with here. Scrotex, as it is, or Scrotox. Scrotox, as it is called. So let's just kick off the show with a little about this procedure. So you call it Scrotox, <laughs> and it is Botox in the scrotum. Yeah, it, was, it originally kind of started when I was in New York doing my training. I had all these runner, marathon runners that were getting these itching and some, you know, some chafing and stuff when they would run and sweat. So we started using Botox there for sweating, and then a couple of my patients said to me, you know, my, my sack looks a little bit bigger, I have a little <laughs> less wrinkles there, can we start doing, you know, the whole area? And, you know, people were sweating, and hey. we started doing it, and we noticed that, you know, it would hang a little bit more, there'd be less wrinkles, and, and they just liked overall how it looked. You so know, because it does doing. look like leftover elbow skin down there. It's I mean, it kind of... Richard Rich is high and tight, y'all. Hey. Depends on the person. You know. uh, but yeah, if you're scratching your elbow too much, it can sometimes resemble yeah. that. Now, is it is this something? Now, this is sort of what they call an off off label use. Off label use. Yeah. So it's something that you uh, have pioneered this, or have you seen yeah. this used in other ways? Yeah, I mean, we the Botox itself started with you know muscle spasm. It was used for muscle, and then people started realizing it helped with the cosmetic lines. Didn't they use Botox for lazy eye they as did. well? Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. did. yeah, exactly. And then people now use it for a million other things. But the on-label cosmetic use is just for the lines between the eyebrows. We yeah. use it off-label for forehead, for necklines, and mm-hmm. other things, and then sweating. And that's when you know we started you know, experimenting a little bit. Using <laughs> stuff. Well, I've heard that under the Arm underarms, yeah, yeah, the armpits, yes. oh, yeah. that it will prevent sweating there. But Botox is so. Here's my question: When it, well, or the question that came up when I brought this up to various clients throughout the week was <laughs> Botox freezes or essentially relaxes the mm-hmm. muscles, right? Yeah, we call it muscle relaxer. Okay, so, but you're doing it downtown. Yeah, exactly. And does anything else get relaxed? Not really. No, so, okay. but But the thing is, you know, it can make it can make the area appear to look a little bit better, a little bit bigger. So okay. in general, I say, I say patients say that the appearance is much better. And where exactly are you injecting right into the muscle that's on right the scrotum. okay so little little teeny blebs it feels like little bug bites or little pinches mm-hmm. uh, we numb it so you don't yeah. really feel anything and to be honest it's it's a it's a really good way to get to know your patient 
They feel very comfortable. <laughs> there you go. Ah, I'm sure it is. Well, here in West yeah. Hollywood, I mean, I'm sure they're comfortable already. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, when I was in New York and even here, we had lots of patients that do, you know, uh, adult films and mm-hmm. stuff. And we were mm-hmm. doing Botox even in the anal area for certain things. They're sweating, the look yeah. of it, wrinkles. That makes sense. Making it easier to you know do certain things, <laughs> so you know that to me is more risky than this. This yeah. is like an experimental thing, but I have patients that seem to love it. You know? Well, how do you determine you know what is a safe to use off label? Because obviously, yeah. as a relaxant, you know you don't. Certain areas are kind of off limits, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know that's really more the doctor's discretion mm-hmm. and research over time. So, yeah, you your know, knowledge. Most of the time, I think if I'm going to do something and I. It, it better be able to be done on my family yeah. before. And if it can, then I'll do it with my patients. Well put, well put. Yes, so th- that leads me to my next question that is, um, and maybe I know the answer based on that, but has anyone ever asked you to do something where you were just like, no? Yes, I... all the time. <laughs> that's here, they know, they know for sure. You know, I do have certain people where you push the limits. Like I have one patient that just wants one of the biggest lips that you could ever have. Yeah. And, you know, she keeps coming back for it and she's beautiful. And we, you know, I do push the limits a little bit on that. I'm more known as the aggressive conservative guy. So most Uh of the time, you know, I'll push the boundaries with innovation. But if something's going to be unsafe or really unnatural looking, I just tell them no. You know, or I'll say I'm not. It's just not the right fit because to me, it's a relationship that that the relationship that you have in a long term. It's not just the procedure and the single treatment. So most of the time, I say we're gonna. I'm gonna be seeing you forever for the rest of your life. Yeah. I want to make sure that it looks natural. You're not walking down the street and someone says, you know, what? The, who the heck did that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, people come in asking tons of requests, seeing things that I don't see, or wanting certain things that you know just are total off-putting to the average and yeah. so you know sometimes I'll push the limit sometimes I won't so it's a case-by-case case yeah individual basis case. what do you think though if you tell someone no that they'll just go somewhere else yeah most yeah. of the time they do and, yeah. and we've had a couple recently where you know like we gave a plan they didn't agree with the plan went somewhere else and end up coming back for us to fix it you know, we see that often because they said you know you're right I shouldn't have done that and mistakes happened unfortunately mistakes can happen but you know the thing is, if you're a great doctor, you people make decisions. Mm-hmm. They, I I want people to make the decision that's right for them. So if they come back and they you know chose a decision that wasn't what I had said, doesn't mean it was the right thing. But then we go back and do what we can to fix it. Well, yeah, I mean, you do have a relationship with your patients. Mm-hmm. It isn't just a one-time thing. I think we were talking even just last episode about the gastric bypass, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. where a lot of people see that before and after, and they think it's like a one time that you go into the office once and you just get this thing and no it's it really is an ongoing thing once someone has a procedure it has to be kept up i mean uh, even with like fillers and things that are non-invasive yeah well like so. my not my high def lipo i mean people see the transformations they think that you could just get the lipo and that's it those patients work out i mean they oh, yeah. most of them they see their body the day after and then they just start going to the gym as hard as they can they transform their whole lifestyle Mm-hmm. And in a year, in a year or two later, they make me look much better. We had a patient recently that came in, and I thought he would, it was a year later. I called him many times to try and come back, never came back. And I thought, I'm like, oh, I see him on the thing. It says he's unhappy with his results. I'm thinking it's going to be he's going to be mad at me for the procedure I did. He came in, he's like, look, I didn't follow what you said. I gained 20 pounds. We need to do it again, but I'm going to change my life this time. Yeah. So we are. 
but you know in general those things are it, it's more of a, a lifelong journey it's only mm-hmm. one part of the process right and then you have to you know take it from there you know I'm just going to get dirty with this. Has anyone ever gotten aroused while you were doing this procedure? They have, actually. And, and <laughs> what? Uh, One of us has got to cut to the chase Going here. back to this Grotox. Let me tell you about a couple of those things. So I've had patients get aroused from that. I have patients who have gotten aroused from the laser treatments that we've done in that area. There's uh-huh. some people really? where the sensation isn't pain. I, I can't explain it. I don't know why. It's just... It, there's a different level of, of pain sensation that somebody has. <laughs> we do injections into the penis too for stimulation and to help Jesus. certain people that have medical issues. Oh, yeah. But then the young guys that don't have medical issues, they get much more, they get stronger erections, better ejaculation, that sort of thing. So we do where we take stem cells and, and growth factors from the blood and mm-hmm. inject it back into the penis. I've had patients that have gotten an erect from that before, but that can happen. Okay. You know? And we have, we do female treatments now where we do tightening and inside and outside the vagina. Mm-hmm. We've had patients who have orgasm during that treatment before. Really? Those are the patients where the husbands call you the next day and they say, I want you to do that treatment every day. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're Gift basket is on the way. Yes. The anal area mm-hmm. For men. All right. Because, you know, it's anywhere you have the stimulation, these yeah. these devices can be used in multiple ways. It's just a lot of the doctors are just too conservative to talk about it. And this is what people want to know. Yeah. You know, it's what people want to see. And they want to trust that they can go to a doctor that wouldn't judge them. You know? He's the perfect guest, ladies and gentlemen. Do you hear that, West Hollywood? Be yes. prepared. Yes. We hope. You all just got your tax returns. Call him up. <laughs> Call him up. You can use your HSA accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is there, um, when you're uh, kind of doing these different, you know, like the, the scrotox and what have you, do you then kind of go on to teach other people how to perform these uh, procedures, or is it something you try to keep close to the vest? Well, you know, we, have a, we, we get emails every day from people all over the world, kind of trying to get our protocols, our treatment plans, and... You know, we do have visiting doctors that come. We try and keep some of our things a little, you know, exclusive to the practice. There's a reason that we do it. But in general, if you watch it, you know, we have a lot of online presence. We show these Uh treatments. So in general, people can get the idea of what we do. Obviously, when you're in the practice, you're going to get well more versed. Patients see that our practice is completely different in terms of treatment plans. We don't just do one thing and say goodbye. It's like a lifelong process and everything we want to do. But I will say, I went to Paris recently, Jillian, my social media coordinator, was there, and she can tell you it attests to how many doctors came out to us through all over the world saying that in their parts of the world, they have no training, they have no experience on any of this stuff, and all they do every day is watch our videos to see what we're doing to try those treatments in that area, because they just don't have it. Mm-hmm. And I Holy had a shit. lady from Greece crying, I mean, she was literally crying, telling me I changed her entire life, that part of Greece now does the treatments I have, because nobody has taught them before, and it's wow. the cosmetics. That's there. amazing. So it's pretty. It's pretty. That amazing. is really incredible. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's really important in the medical and scientific oh, yeah. communities, where you're obviously learning and sharing with your peers, and you yeah. know things like well, that. Well, we go so. all over the world. I mean, my coordinators are coming. We're going to Las Vegas in in, Je- in June for a huge conference where there's thousands of people that come. I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks to teach the actually the hospital that I was taught. They want me to go to teach things that they've never taught. They want me to go back. We do that all the time because yeah. we, we want the, the, the field to grow. The thing that people need to look for is that doctors that will put up a website 
after a weekend training and see yeah. that they know how to do this stuff. And you really have to you have to look for somebody that's experienced that does a lot of treatments. There's people that lecture and have these you know commercials and stuff, and you look and they've never barely done any treatments. We're posting pictures every day of before and afters and videos and stuff. We have tons of patients that are coming mm-hmm. in so that our patients trust us. But in general, yeah, it's it's a little kind of it's a little hard time for consumers because of the marketing that's out there now for mm-hmm. cosmetics. No one really knows who to go to. Right. Well, do your research. We, yeah, do your research. That's what we said last week. Do your research, whether it's gastric bypass or whether it's this or that, because you know someone may look at your aesthetic and. Uh, really like it, but feel like oh well, you know that may be too expensive for me, and they want to try to cheap out. Which I would say, a don't fucking do don't. it. <laughs> but I, but yeah. they also might look at you versus someone else and go, you know what, I, this guy's I like this and I like this, but maybe I'm going to choose this person mm-hmm. because I feel this way. Or mm-hmm. they may come in, and they might consult with you, and they may realize, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. for me I, but maybe you're the fifth person that they've seen totally. you know i mean we've had we've had patients where a week later they have they just saw a video of mine and a week later they had already scheduled a surgery with somebody else they came in just to see and they changed everything mm-hmm. you know we've had patients do tons of research and then decide on where they're gonna go my opinion on, on this stuff is we and we've seen it many times have patients have come in and whether it's price whether it's time whether it's whatnot then they go to tijuana or they're going to Brazil, and we've had uh, you know other other doctors around the area, and we've had them come back, you know, with horrible outcomes, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's it was based on time, it was based on pricing, it was based on uh, we have a whole aftercare protocol for our surgery patients that there is a reason for it, you know, there's a reason doctors don't do it with it either they don't know or two it's it's a little bit more expensive, but you're changing your life with this procedure, you should have to do it more than once, you know. So you have to, you know, you have to commit. My opinion is if it was price, you wait a little longer. You know, you don't sure. have to have a, right, the second elective procedure. And, and, and you can do other things for your body in the meantime to, you know, even make the procedure a better outcome long term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that sort of thing. But in general, you got you to gotta really do in your, your research on it because there's so many people that say they do this and, yeah. and they're not really great at it. The other is like, you know, you're talking about that, that relationship with people and, and, and I have a certain aesthetic when it comes to, you know, fillers, when mm-hmm. it comes to surgery. Not everyone would want that. You know, I have more than 50% men in my practice, so some of the women might think I'm not as great with that, but that's not true. You know, you have to, you have to look and see, you know, what the person does mm-hmm. and if you feel like they can understand. Because if they don't understand, they do based on a protocol. You might end up coming out in with Anna as a man and out as a woman. And you, might not, you, you might not have wanted that, you know. What Whereas is, we have yeah. a young guy that came last week that wants to look like you know more feminine. Mm-hmm. So there's there's different. You have to be able to you know be flexible when it comes. Well, to that's that. the choice for you too. You know, yeah. if you want to have the higher cheekbones yeah. or yeah. the fuller lips, you know. Or you want to be more natural, but you just want to look less tired, or yeah. it depends on what you want. What would you say maybe are the top two or three things that you would look for? Because not everyone can come to you. You only have so much time in a day. They might also live in a flyover state. We know we have a lot of gays in other areas that listen to the show. So what are a couple things you would really recommend before you choose, even just for Botox fillers or especially a surgery? Yeah, my, I think the biggest thing to me is you want somebody that when you talk to them, you think they understand exactly what you're looking for. 
because in general if someone says you know what, I'm worried about this forehead line here oh yeah we can just do Botox for that and they don't explain anything uh-huh. there are cases where guys have low eyebrows you do Botox there everything drops it's gonna it's drip. Like you can't even, yeah you, they can't even see anymore because of that so whereas they, they could just do it. laser instead or exactly. the, the laser they yeah do fillers so now people are or, even doing uh, skin tightening devices like old therapy to tighten there, we have 30 lasers so there's like we have the ability to do so many different things um, so I think that communication really feeling like that you can that person really truly understands the artistry and the science when mm-hmm. it comes to doing this stuff because in general it just you know somebody that's just a, a needle poker is not going to be the person you want it's not going to be artistic well because you might come in as a consumer thinking well I need right. this because I've yeah. seen this and it worked I saw the before and after but your case might be totally. different it may be yeah. completely different and I've had lots of patients that come in and are completely dumbfounded by what we describe as what they truly would need mm-hmm. long term and then the, and the other is look at the staff you know if the staff looks natural and they're young <laughs> uh, it's like when you go to a new hair salon okay. if everyone at the hair salon True. looks yeah. beat down I mean, like god that's where you want to be young. We, I'm very conservative I they, when they come to me, I tell them, honestly, I'll tell them yes or no with treatments and such. And, and they, they take really good care of themselves. So that's, yeah. I think, an important thing. And the other thing, the last part would be don't, if somebody if, is very apt to just doing the treatment right then, it might not be the best person to go to. I, I don't think about money or treatments when someone comes to see me. Mm-hmm. I give them a list of what I think is good for them mm-hmm. right now and long term. And then I hope they start part of the process. But I don't think that anyone should be forced into doing stuff immediately, and I don't think that you should go to a place that's like telling you to do stuff right now. Yeah. Because this is something you have to think about. You have to trust the person. You know, we have so many first-time lips. You know, that that's a huge deal for mm-hmm. people. Botox the first time, it's a huge deal for people. I often will tell people, look, think about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'll I'll give people. I'm so confident in my lipo. I give people my competitors. I tell them to go see them. And see that that, that they're you're gonna want to come back. Yeah. And we've had patients that have not come back. We've had a few, but I think that's better because then that person chooses what's right for them. So it's really that education, that communication, and you know, not going to a place that's a that's pushing a treatment yeah. on somebody. No, I think you're you're totally right. I mean, when I had my um, nose done, I at first went to a plastic surgeon. Who my issue was really <laughs> breathing. Really was. Yeah, it can be. So he says. <laughs> I'll show kidding. you a before and you'll be like, what? I'm just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> and so I went to someone who was like, you already have a good nose. We just need to fix oh, inside. I went to, he sent me, he actually, a, what, the plastic surgeon that I went to, someone that I knew and trusted, and he said, I could do this and this, but I think you need to go to an ear, throat, and nose specialist who is also a board-certified plastic surgeon. So he sent me on to wow. someone else who really, you know, when he looked at me, was like, nope, your nose is fine. Next, you know, it's all interior. We need to get rid of the, um, you do have a deviated septum. You do have uh, the, these, it's called turbinite reduction, which yeah, is the main I thing that, that they did for, so, you know, having, having the ability to, like, think on it and that trust that you build with someone, I think, is really, really but important. But see, that so. first doctor that you went to is a great doctor because they knew their limitation and they knew that you needed something more specialized. You can ask my staff how often I send patients for eye surgeries to a specific eye doctor mm-hmm. because I know that that person is going to give them the best you know, thing. I have plastic surgeons and dermatologists now that even send me the lasers because they know, they know 
that I'm more experienced when it comes to that. Yeah. And they want me to do that. And then I send them back to their doctor. There's this, you know, that type of specialization you want to know. You want to know. You don't want someone just to do something because they're trying to get business. Yeah. No, it's that's really important. You know, I mean, if you build up that relationship with someone, they're going to come back to you. Yeah, totally. Regardless. The health so. of the patient and satisfaction long term for them is the most important. Thing. Yeah. Well, I love your social media updates. I do follow you on Instagram. And that's how I became aware of the Sage project. Great. And that was actually what I asked you to come on to talk about. But then I realized that you have like all these celebrity clients and you do all the stuff. So we've literally spent like the first half of the show <laughs> talking about <laughs> all the procedures I'm going to get later. I'll let you guys know how they work out. But I'm getting you... talk as we speak. Right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I'll let you know at the end of the show. Um. <laughs> so um, Jason, you have did you create the 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 Sage um, no, platform or? I'll tell you all about it. So we do a lot of donation. We do a lot of stuff for charity. And in the past year and a half, if you're very lucky, my practice has gotten really successful that we've been able to donate and such. And a very good friend of mine was a very, a very famous dermatologist here for many, many years. Harvey Abrams, great dermatologist. A lot of people on the show probably will know him because he's in the community for 30 years. He um, is a part of this group, Sage, that's been for many years, 20, okay. even 20 years or longer. Oh, wow. Where they help the LGBT community, and their focus is really on bringing people of all age generations together. Because what happens when you're, you know, a, a lot of gay community don't necessarily have family around them, they might not have kids. So what happens when you get to your, 40, your 50s, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. and you have people that have passed away, friends, things like that. So... They, you know, they built this support system throughout the community, and now what they're trying to do is create more awareness to everybody, not just the community, the, the gay community themselves, everybody. So mm -hmm. the, the idea with Sage Table was that we're not worrying about money, we're not worrying about anything else. It's just education and friendship, and it's friendship of all generations, ethnicities. It doesn't really matter at all. You know, the idea is to get have one day where people just sit down in conversation. It can be like this around a table with wine, you know, with your friends. Yes, yeah, bring the wine for sure. We're going to throw a big event at our office and stuff like that. But in general, we want to do that. And you bring uh, people to discuss the, um, the actual organization and mm -hmm. support it online. So mm -hmm. the idea is, you know, we do, we do posts that get hundreds of thousands of views. So my idea is, you know, we do this event. At, you know, with us, and then we, and then a lot of people. It learn spreads the quickly. it spreads yeah. the words, and that multi generational. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like you know when you're growing up, and your grandparents, or if you're fortunate enough to have great grandparents, mm -hmm. uh, and you, that you remember, you know, they tell you about a time that you almost can't. I know. Comprehend, yeah. and I feel like in the LGBT community. So some of the oldest bars here, which may trip people out, if you've ever been to Gold Coast. They still have those dark windows mm -hmm. in the front. Mm -hmm. You know why those are blacked out? No, let's hear it. Because when the Gold Coast opened, you could not have a gay bar with windows. Oh my God, no one would. No one would go in there. No one would. No one would. They would. That's why they also have a back. They have two back doors. Yeah. Because. No one would it's all at that time. Discretion and safety. Yeah. I mean, this was only like 30, 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. 
where you would not be in a bar that had open windows. And you know, you look at young people now that are out when they're 13, 14, I mean, they don't even understand what some of the elderly gay LGBT community people have done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They paved the way for them to oh be my like God. that, for yes. us to be this yeah. open. My and God, it's insane. We're, we're still not at that level throughout the United States or world. Uh, but, certainly not the but world. We're getting or, very, yeah. very close. We're getting much better. Mm. And, you know, for me as a doctor that treats, you know, people of all skin types, all ethnicity, every, every gender and everything in combination... Um, I just feel like it's my responsibility to, you know, offer this like level of support by, you know, social media and that sort of thing. And and you can and, and the thing is, is you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be anyone famous. It could be just a small group of friends that keep telling other people. Mm-hmm. And you can do it online at SageTable.org. You can actually sign up, show and post pictures and show what you're doing. And we're hoping that a lot of people will do it because I think it's a great um, community. We've met, there's a committee, steering a committee that I'm a part of and that we've met all the people involved in the, in the organization and they're just fantastic people. I mean, I, we were brought to tears when we went to our first meeting and heard some of the people just talking about 20 years ago when you know people yell at them on the street yeah. or, mm-hmm. or, or you know AIDS, people didn't even know what HIV was. Mm-hmm. It was like a time that we don't even know about. Yeah. You know, people just talk about things so freely now, but they don't realize what the elderly people did yeah. for us to be able to get here. So that's oh, really absolutely. what it is. You know? Yeah, and, yeah and a lot of youth now tends to throw away the elderly as well, which I think is horrible. It's like it's, they made this situation for you. Yeah. And they dealt with it, and they did it on their backs. And oh, you can really learn from. And if you think like older people are not cool, or they never, they're fucking amazing. (laughs) They have done everything under the sun. Was doing laser for her blood vessels on her face, and she goes, "Don't forget those cocaine vessels." Ah! I go, "What are you talking about?" It's the little blood vessels inside her nose. She's like. It's been 20 years, honey, but I did that cocaine, and that's why I have these, so you get rid of those blood vessels. And so you, you never know. This is very distinguished, yeah. Yeah. very beautiful. But, she, you know, it, it doesn't mean that there is a past, there's a history. They that have lived. Has, My you know, great-grandfather, yeah. Ferguson, once told me, and I think I was like eight, I don't know why he was even saying this. But he was like, people aren't fucking any less than they were in my yeah. day. They're just talking about it exactly. more. That's exactly what it is. And I think that's true. You can learn so much from any, really any generation. Yeah. I mean, there's probably as much as people are ageist when you get older, I do think there's also, especially like a millennial backlash. And for people who are in their like mid-20s, like Richie Rich and I, uh, we may look at, <laughs> we may look at the younger generation with a little, you know, raised eyebrow. But there's something you can learn from them too. So putting them all together is a really good idea. Yeah, so and, and you know, it was very inspirational. Some of the speeches we heard from people in the Sage Advisory Group. They were just telling us about you know the growing up and not having support. And now they're a little bit older, and they they deserve the support from us. So that's really what I think the yeah. start of the conversation is at Sage Table, which is Thursday, May 18th. Great. Thursday, May 18th. So I hope other people will sign up for it. Please do. Yeah, please tell us how we can get involved. Yeah, yes. SageTable.org. And what I would love actually is people tag Sage and tag me because I want to spread through our social media. We get 1.5 million views on Facebook a week. 
So I really would like to be the advisory member that gets a ton of people to be aware of this great organization. I've donated money to them. Um, it's from you know the, the support that we've had with all of our patients. We're very thankful, and we hope that you know it'll just build awareness, and we'll go from there. We'll do our part for sure. Yes, right. absolutely. So, with that said, let's talk some shits. Well, that's a very, very positive half of our show. Uh, no, I love it. I mean, you you really are such a, a special guest because um, I mean, we've had other guests before. No shade to them, but you know, um, not only your presence on social media and your outreach and things like that, but I think when. Um, you have the ability to use your success in a positive way. I think that's really, really important. So I'm glad we yeah, could I feel, uh, I mean, I feel have very you here lucky. and talk about I started, that. So. You know, not too long ago in practice, and we've gotten super successful. My staff is with me. Obviously, they're a huge part of it. You know, you can't do these things alone. Nobody can. So my, our goal is just to you know keep doing that as we go. Hopefully, we can help more and more people. One of our, I posted on Instagram earlier, before we move on, I do want to have you shout out all your, all your social media, but one of our, it's rated J said, I love Dr. Jason Emmer. He recommended a good doctor to do my tits. I, there you go, <laughs> I, I want him to sculpt me into a demigod after I sell this script I'm working on. Perfect. See, <laughs> he, he wasn't lying to you. He was not lying. He's a man of his word. So... There you go. There you go. Um, so how can people find you, Jason? So our website online, jasonmrmd.com, is right now a splash page, but the full thing will be amazing in August. And um, every, all of our social media is jasonmrmd. We have a Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have tons of YouTube videos. Our goal is by the end of this next year to have every single cosmetic procedure for every skin type and every um, basically gender you know, that's online so people can get their experience, you know, get their information yeah. so they can do that searchable very easily. Yes. All right. Well, are you guys ready to move on to our topics this week? I've already had enough wine where I don't remember if I asked the sex question, but the sex question this week, yes. We're turning the lights off. If you hear yeah. some clicking, my retinas are burning out. We were doing some Facebook stuff and some social media while we, while we talked all about your thanks, but um, <laughs> um, we are going to move on now to some topics. Our sex question of the week is, have you ever been to a sex club? We're going to talk about Barb being bi. We're going to talk about that damn giraffe that finally had her baby. We're going to do some celebrity shade. Bill O'Reilly, Lady Gaga. We're going to do some nerd news with the Guardians of the Galaxy and... The Last Jedi trailer. So let's get right to it with... Up front, I feel like, even though this might be into celebrity shade, we'll just do... Because it's more like gay. Uh, Barb, Barb from Stranger Things and Riverdale came out as bisexual. She's in Riverdale too? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, well, apparently Riverdale did what's called gay baiting. Oh. Where... Well, you know what that is, right? Yes. So... Uh, look it up, Google it. So she responded that the cast, you know, was clearly not involved if there was any gay baiting. Yeah. And then she apologized profusely for even putting that out there. Mm -hmm. Which was like, look, I actually 
didn't even know what gay baiting was. <laughs> but <laughs> I recently came out as bi. And she did this really, really sweet post. I think it was on Twitter where it was like a screen capture of her notes. So, you mm-hmm. know, she wrote it herself. <laughs> Although, who knows? She might have had a staff. <laughs> I don't know. But, <laughs> but it was this very heartfelt note where she was talking about just coming out as bi and not really even knowing what gay baiting is. Mm-hmm. And the internet loves Barb, even though her name is Shannon, by the way. Um, and they just like support her so fully where I felt like this was like a very awkward coming out story, but in the end it all turned out really well. Did you see this at all? I saw it for like a, like a second today. <laughs> you know my Saturdays are busy, Wes. <laughs> no, I did see it though, yes. It was in my notes earlier. Well, the one thing that this leads me to is like, so many people feel that uh, by now, gay later, and... I am so curious to scan the room to get the thoughts. Do you feel bisexuality is a legitimate thing or is it a gateway? I absolutely think it's a legitimate thing. Um, And I don't understand why our community doesn't embrace it more because there is a B in LGBT, first of all. Um, It's true. It's the truth, but everyone wants to just like, oh no, they're like, no, I think people can have gradients of sexuality that go one way or the other. Um, I think a lot of, I think we're used to it being a front for people who are trying to come out of the closet, but I think that that's... Well, it really did, it kind of used to be many years ago, you would say you were a bi, just to feel out the room. I mean, I did. (laughs) Damn, well, that was a lie. Um, <laughs> so how do you identify then? If someone were to ask you about your sexuality, how would you identify? Oh, I'm gay. That's yeah. 100%. Um, but I do believe that there are people who do enjoy both sides of the spectrum. And mm-hmm. can maybe they'll go one way more than the other. But yeah. I don't think anything is impossible with the human mind, honestly, as far as sexuality goes. And Jason, how do you feel about bisexuality? I think there's certain people that are just sexual. They yeah. just like mm-hmm. to touch and feel and experiment, experience things, but then there's certain people that want relationships or companionship with certain ty- types. Yeah. You know, I mean, you never know where you can end up after a night of, at the bar. Hey. Right? That's but, a true story. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you know, maybe one person likes to grab muscles and another likes something smooth. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Or soft. Most, or, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. So I think there's a spectrum, but I think that most people typically identify as a relationship with one, but sexually, I think there's a huge spectrum. I almost feel like every woman's probably bisexual at some point. Oh, and yes. And every man, and, and, you know, in general, too, will do something one time, at least one time. Bros. Or more. And, how, and, if, and if someone were to ask you to identify yourself sexually, how would you feel comfortable identifying yourself? I actually would tell people I'm bisexual, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I want a relationship with a guy, but I would physically be with both. Yeah. yeah. There you have it. There you go. <laughs> I feel like bisexual for some people might mean by now gay later. Maybe that is their gateway. Maybe that's how they're comfortable coming out. But I think there's plenty of people, men and women, who are just fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's as Richie Rich and I have talked about many times on the show, my last three way was with a man and a woman. So even though I 
I'm such a homo. I still feel like I thought you were gonna say a hoe. <laughs> Either way, the first it applies. part is true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and the second part is also true. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily identify as bi, but when someone says they're bi, I believe them. It's like when someone tells you what they are. Exactly. Why don't you believe it? You know, that's who you are. That's who you are. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you need a title? I mean, does anyone really need a title? I don't know that we need titles. I mean, I think we like what we like. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know? So that kind of is what it is. Yeah. All right, you guys. Were you watching... Next topic. Were you watching <laughs> this uh, live cam of the fucking giraffe that was about to give birth for like 50 years? Days. It was like, no! It was so long. It was so long. Oh, my God. Did anyone watch? I she did, actually I, had I the baby. I felt like I she had the baby when no one was watching. Everyone got bored. I looked at my phone. It was trending, and I assumed that fucking giraffe had <laughs> dropped something out of itself. <laughs> so. I thought she was having the baby when they did the live stream, but no. Was she not? What the fuck no. was she doing then? She was, she was showing signs. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Ready. Are you kidding me right now? She's dilated. <laughs> Well, so am I right now, but I'm not about to fucking have a giraffe. Okay, you need some... Check back in 20 days. Yeah, Boanex or whatever. Atox. Giraffe Tox. So she finally had the fucking baby. I hope everyone's happy. All right, next... I, would you so when I watch like nature shows and I do love nature shows that's the one thing where I'm always like do they really need to show them having sex no it's fucking disgusting not that I'm conservative in any way whatsoever and they fall like eight fucking feet out of a goddamn <laughs> vagina like <laughs> Oh, that baby crash oh, landing. Yes, and then they're like stumbling around, all mucus covered. Yeah, it's gross. disgusting. Okay, next topic, please. Humans used to just squat in the field. What about that? <laughs> I said next topic. Quest. <laughs> uh, all right. So here's this week's internet outrage: the unfriendly skies. This week, some bitch got hit in the face with a baby <laughs> stroller on a plane. Last week. A 69-year-old man was forcibly removed from his seat when they a were overbooked. Who was not only a doctor, but they broke his nose and yeah. they knocked out three of his teeth. And then tried to bring up his past. Oh, yeah, like that matters. There's I so mean, many... sketchy past, but still. This is why the internet was so outraged, because everyone was triggered by something. First of all, flying sucks. And anyone that makes it any more annoying yeah. or difficult or whatever jesus christ so now we hate who do we hate we hate united and we also hate <laughs> american, american airlines, airlines. Right? yeah i believe yeah right those are the two mm -hmm. well in spirit airlines because they're just shit spirit airlines is horrible they <laughs> fuck you up they don't have, they don't have to hit you no you <laughs> already know you've yeah. never even had to fly spirit <laughs> they do, that you hate them. do it in other ways situations. They don't even got to hit you. It's, oh, it's horrible. So thankfully, when I fly back to the Midwest to visit my parents, I always use Southwest, mainly because they're only the only people that fly back to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Was that truth or shade or both? Probably both. Okay. Yeah. All right, you guys. Let's move on to celebrity shade. 
Cameras clicking. Ooh, uh, this <laughs> week there's a lot of celebrity shade. So, first of all, can we talk about Bill O'Reilly? Do we have to? <laughs> so, Bill O'Reilly is a horrible, disgusting human being and has apparently sexually harassed many people in his lifetime to about the tune of $13 million where they paid off various women over the years not to discuss his grossness. And this week, he went on a quote-unquote scheduled vacation, upon which he will never return. Good. Bye. <laughs> Next I topic? often feel like, right? <laughs> I often feel like this kind of stuff happens lately to the most deserving people. I also have a personal story about Bill O'Reilly, who, as you all know, even though I'm now a celebrity trainer and I'm kind of on the other side of things, I used to work for... Entertainment Tonight and a couple other like major um, networks and I have had the opportunity to meet Bill O'Reilly who actually fooled me in person because he is so nice and not at all Bill O'Reilly-esque and do you know what I really hate <laughs> so when someone like Bill O'Reilly, or like, I've also hung out with Perez Hilton, who was so nice to me, <laughs> so nice, and that's like bought me that's drinks. That's another personal story. Yes, well, I have several about him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, like, bought me drinks all night. It was like so nice, you know, that one time. <laughs> okay, can I, yes. I, can I, okay, thank you. Can I please talk about this one situation? Okay, so to let you guys know, Wes and I were at an event Five, six months ago or so. <laughs> and Wes's PR people were there. <laughs> and they came up to us and said, do you want to talk to Perez? Because we were doing little interviews here and there about the, about the show. Without a thought, Wes says, absolutely not. <laughs> I've never seen Wes be so angry and irritated at anything so quickly in my entire years of knowing him. And then he told me exactly why. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because he's an asshole. <laughs> Such an asshole. We'll talk about it after the show. We'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> Even though whenever I hang out with him, he's super fucking nice to me. So anyways, Bill O'Reilly, I feel like these things happen to the, the right people. And God, I hate it when those Hollywood types, who you know, are jerks end up acting really nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Next topic. Next topic. Thank you. Do you know what I am really thinking, though, over at... over Because, at, you know, the culture has really changed over there. So I'm curious to see what happens next. I really am. I won't be tuning in, but yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm do you gone. remember... Next topic. Do you remember Carmen Sandiego? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Where in the world is... Yeah, who I loved as a kid, and then when I got older, I was like, wait, she's a fucking jewel she's thief. She's a jewel thief! <laughs> okay, did, am I the only one that did that? She's a fucking I'm like, thief? I'm like, what video was amazing. And I'm criminal. like, wait, she's a fucking thief. She's still yes. paintings and shit. I'm like, wait, how do I even skim over all this? Yes. Between, like, the colors and the videos and Rockapella oh, yes. singing their damn little songs. There was a fucking game show about Carmen yes. Sandiego. I, for some reason, at my... 
childhood mind skimmed over the fact that she was a fucking thief mm-hmm. and a criminal. Yep. Well, as it turns out, they are making a TV series about her. I'm not sure if it's ABC Family or if it's ABC, but Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin is going to be Carmen Sandiego. I'm confused by this. Is she just going to be like stealing shit every episode, mm. or you're so? Sup- I mean, the point most of it was is geography. Is, no, is Rockapella going to be there? No, uh, it's That's all about the geography and traveling the world oh. and and stealing shit. <laughs> also, that grab a passport, kids, travel <laughs> different countries, steal paintings uh, and jewels. And so, on one hand, I feel like this is a great opportunity for you know a Latina actress to mm-hmm. you know portray this role yeah. but on the other hand I feel like <coughs> she's a criminal <laughs> no you don't feel that way she is like that's I the mean, character she really she's, she's a criminal yeah Jason have you ever stolen anything? <laughs> that's a good question no no? Thinking about it. never in your whole life you've never stolen anything Wes well, ethics well, board listen to us right now stop it. I might have stolen underwear from someone's house at a night that I stayed there that's just that's called not a parting stealing, gift. That's, oh, that's God. collateral. <laughs> so that's not truly stealing. No. That's a parting gift. No, I never had really had to. What? I know. What have you stolen? Okay, so there was a brief period in my life where I just thought it was fun to steal stuff. What? So, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, from yeah. Like, the cute the black guy stealing stuff. The black no. guy's never uh, stolen anything in his entire life, listeners. You hear this? Richie, Richie, never stolen anything? No! Why would I ever need to steal anything? Well, ever. the thrill. The thrill of... St- no! I've stolen someone's virginity one time. That's a Ah, uh, uh, yes! One time. But not actually... Yeah, just once. Nice. Oops. Oh. I've been trumped. <laughs> Jason, we'll talk about that after the show. Is yes, I feel like... <laughs> Uh, probably in my late teens to early 20s, there was kind of a phase where I there was a particular thrill of stealing things. What the, the fuck? The apex of which, when I was with a friend of mine, one of my besties from college, who was actually in a wheelchair, which I would use to dump items into the wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> Again, listeners, this is the white. She was aware of what was going on. It wasn't like she didn't know. Except one time we thought. Is she a handicapped criminal? Yes. That's why she was my bestie. Oh my god, I can't deal with you right now. (laughs) She should be covered San Diego. Right? Wheels. (laughs) That'd be great. It'd be so inclusive. So yes, there was this one time we thought the cops were after us and we were so fucking paranoid and like running circles on the fucking mall and like going out to the parking lot and it was insane, but it was great. It was I'm so, fun. so mad at you about we this. We got away with it, by the way. There were Calvin Klein sunglasses. <laughs> Next topic. Really? Yeah. I got over that. I mean, it's been a long time I would hope in so. my teens, but... Did you yeah. steal these mics we got? There was just a... <laughs> no, I ordered them on Amazon. Is that, it? Is that no, how it happened? there was just a particular thrill. I don't know. I'm not sure if I trust you not anymore. Well, well, if something goes missing, don't ask me. I have zippers on my sweats that are going up <laughs> right now. I'm not doing this. All right, let's move on to our next topic. So we have covered so much except for... Coachella. I feel like it's the elephant in the room, you guys. Why are none of you at Coachella? No one's there. We're not there. 
Because I don't care. Oh. I went last weekend. Did you? Oh. Yeah, first weekend. How right? was it? There you go. I'm kidding. Sounds about. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm like, come on, Coachella or White Party? Which one are we talking about? Here? <laughs> I know. God, amazing. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, God. we did not introduce you properly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Hi, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for coming to the show. Jeremy's part of the posse that yes. Jason brought. So. Yes. How was Gaga? Great. Amazing. Introduced your new song. Yeah. She's amazing. She can do no wrong. She didn't jump off the roof, but, you know. That's fine. Nobody puked on her this year? It's all right. (laughs) We need to get Gaga in the office. She's gorgeous. We need to get her into the office. I'll go introduce myself. Yes. (laughs) You know what I like about her? She's herself. Yeah. You you know what? She does not care. And I think that people need to do nowadays. Even though I'm, I'm like in the business of perfection, I feel like it should be perfection to yourself. Whatever you know makes you feel good and enhances you. She's amazing. You know when she did the Super Bowl and everyone made fun of her for certain outfits. I thought that was great. I, think she I thought she looked great during the Super Bowl. Amazing, but I so mean, amazing. there was like memes, memes up the wazoo. Seriously, right like if you cannot shut up. Like you cannot bad yeah. shame fucking Lady Gaga. Right. Like this, you, no, uh, it's ridiculous. I thought she looked great actually. She, she had a little belly, but then she was like. Yeah, but so what? They have nachos. Those are my favorite. She's yeah, like, so I have and also, do you know yeah. that Lady Gaga had a hip injury yeah. that almost debilitated her for years, and it she used and Pilates and yoga to get her like back into yeah. physical form. Yeah. So it's not like she's, you know, just been I sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Gaga like showing up in an egg and. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's she's, great. She's a little glammed up now. I think yeah. she's getting a little too Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It. How much work do you think Gaga's already had done? Oh, a, lot. a lot. Yeah, a lot. She had the money makeover, so like she yeah had yeah like kind of New York underground vibe, and now she's more Hollywood yeah. actress, which is cool. But I think a lot of that's also wig and makeup too, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna start looking better. Um, She's probably had a few things done. And why yeah. not? And why not? Exactly. I mean, you're on... She's probably one of the most Do photographed you? people <laughs> in the world, right? Do you know how young she is, though? I found that out the other day. She's like 23 or 24. No. 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 She's like 28, 29. She's so no. little. She's like 29, I believe. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe even 30. Uh, Where's that damn intern at? Younger than I thought. All right, look it up. We still don't have an intern, guys. We do have. We, we still. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, thoughts. Okay. Thirty-one. Yes. Okay, so I was wrong. No. She didn't. No, she wasn't like fifteen when she came out. <laughs> no, she's been around for a long time, and I think she's been <laughs> somewhat subtle about what she's had done. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, her her nose area has changed quite a bit, but and the lips. you know, and the lips and some Botox, but whatever. Sure, but she's still. You could still look at her today versus ten years ago. You can recognize her. her. It's not like it's not like a little camp. It's not like little camp. Oh, Jesus. Don't get a little camp. I oh. love I love me some little camp. <laughs> me okay, too. But Jinx, still. you owe me a coat. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of plastic surgery of the stars, our next topic is Janet Jackson. Apparently she's getting a divorce, according to Richie Rich. Uh-huh. How do you How did you miss this? I I love Janet, you know this. Yeah, but so do I. I did not know this. Okay, so she had her baby. 
and now she's getting divorced. Okay, and, so she married a like bazillionaire. Yes, he's worth God. He's hot. God, he's so fucking sexy. Um, anyways, that's beside the point. That's but, not beside the point at all. It's the uh, entire well, point. Really. Is that he's available? <laughs> exactly. True. I'm. I'm not. No. <laughs> no. Not into it. I like clothes and not. He's very religious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. He apparently has a prenup with Janet, and it said, and this is, I know it's because of the memes that were flying around. She was labeled Janet the scammer because <laughs> allegedly. The prenup was if she stayed five years into the marriage, mm-hmm. she'd get $500 million. She was married for five years and six days. Oh, shit. <laughs> Stop it. Who did the math on that one? I. We don't have, not us, we don't have a fucking intern. And she dropped a baby, too. So I feel like that's. I mean, not like she needed the fucking money. Like no, she's, she's fucking so Janet rich. Jackson. I thought it might have been the other way. Huh? How old is Janet Jackson? She's like 50. 50 yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. a baby. Yeah. yeah. That's Could totally natural. Maybe $500 million. <laughs> uh, that's true. True story. True. Gonna, yeah, she's going to go to Jason for her vaginal rejuvenation. Right. I'm absolutely love that. Right. We'll post it on Facebook Live. Come on in. For everybody. Yes. Janet, come on the show. Do you know she is apparently... Painfully shy. Mm-hmm. Painfully yeah, shy. Like if you're, like if we were around her in the room, she'd be the one that is not talking at all. You'd be surprised. A lot of our A-list celebrities are like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I personally like that most successful celebrities. They have been the nicest to us. Very genuine. Treat this every staff member like their family, like hmm. they're respected. We've had people that are I don't know what you want to call C-list or whatnot. That are think they're very famous, yes. but aren't, and treat the staff very poorly. Yep, and it's it's unbelievable expecting all these things and not really, really uh, you know, with that relationship we were talking about, you're not appreciating a relationship. And my staff knows we have some some big celebrities, and they have been so kind. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised about that with Janet. I've yeah, I've actually found that too. Uh, even people who um, I'll throw it out there, like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Who people are like, oh, he's crazy and he's this high intelligent. No, he is the nicest yeah. fucking well, guy. I mean, he's on time. He's totally professional. Like, there's a reason that people are A list mm-hmm. and not C list. And yeah. part of it, like we talk about with Brittany a lot, yeah. is Richie Rich is a huge Brittany fan. Kind so of. don't even get him started. Be a signed poster. Hey. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Then some people don't get it, um, but I think from being someone who's been very artistic all their lives or whatever, and been around that realm and world of people, um, you put on a show. That's your way of expressing things you can't mm-hmm. get out. That's art, right? So in your day-to-day life, you probably are going to be a very introverted, very shy person. We're probably and then thinking. On stage yeah, or you're whatever, thinking. You're thinking you're about what's next. You're going to let all that out. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's art, and it makes sense. It's a performance. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll move on to our next topic then, which real quick, can we talk about the girls series finale? Go right on. You had a lot to say, so go ahead. Did anyone watch it? FYI, 
No? I've never seen an episode of this damn show. Good riddance! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know his name. Oh, oh the, the, yeah. Mm. Beautiful. I don't know. I only know the ones in Star, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> this show, to me, I could never tell. Like, I did watch a few episodes. I could never tell if it was making fun of itself or just being everything it was supposed to be making fun of. So... People had a lot of emotions about the series finale. And it was a really big gay show, too, which I don't really get. I have no words about this. (laughs) It was like a runner-up after that. HBO, Sex and the City was so Well, unpopular opinion. Sex and the City was about a bunch of rich bitches complaining about how they ain't got no man. (laughs) Let's move on to our next topic. (laughs) I'm like, I have no words for this. Uh, also, the second movie sucked. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, this actually happened last week on Survivor. During the elimination phase, whatever, what have you. I know, I feel so hot in here. Um, one of the Survivor cast members told his tribe and the rest of the world that Zeke Smith is a transgender during a shocking tribal council. Um, The Survivor Game Changers uh, series is going on right now, and one of the survivors, name is Jeff, he felt he was going home, so he was trying to pull out all the stops and proceeded to out uh, Zeke Smith as being transgender saying that there is a deception going on here that this person is lying to everyone about who they are and that they're really a transgender well that backfired because Zeke Smith is still in the running to be America's next top survivor while <laughs> Jeff was voted out of the tribe whose business is that first of all Well, here's something that I, and the only reason I really put this down, even though I do like Survivor and I watch it, is I feel like the transgender community is, a lot of transgenders, uh, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but they preface it by saying that they're a transgender actor Mm -hmm. or a transgender model, or they kind of already put it out there. Where if you don't, the perception is that it is somehow misrepresenting yourself or not telling the whole truth or and so that's why i put this down so okay richie rich do you feel like if you meet a woman Uh and she does not tell you she's a transgender woman Mm Do you feel like in any way that she is not representing herself to you as who she is? Absolutely not. I've met I met tons of blondes that were bottle blondes, and that they weren't. So no. Right. No. But yet, throughout, especially the flyover states, this is a common perception. If you don't identify yourself as trans. 
that you are somehow well, how did perpetuating. How even come up? Like, when do you talk about I don't know that? how when, this like, guy found out about it or well, whatever, like, but when it's like... Does someone deem that being appropriate to bring it up in conversation is my question. Like, I when think is it's the right how you well, just you know like I mean? we talked about how we identify ourselves, you know, whether we're gay or bi or whatever. I think some people do feel it's necessary to identify who they are from the get go. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you see Caitlyn Jenner of mm-hmm. 2020? She brought up this exact topic that she said it's only okay if that person brings it up first if they open up the conversation uh-huh. otherwise you should never ask or assume so and it's just I think that's okay. accurate I absolutely agree with that I mean because she confirmed that she had the full surgery and she was like don't ever ask me about it again mm-hmm. that's it oh really I did not yeah. hear this yeah that happened yeah, what she, last she week yeah. yeah wow so I think that's a big part of it is you know, if, they're, if they bring it up, then that's okay. Otherwise, I think you should just mind your own business. Mm-hmm. And clearly well, that person's uh, not telling you the whole truth for a reason. Yeah. Well, it's not even the whole truth. If someone is presenting themselves in a particular manner, I'm just going to accept that for what it is. Exactly. I'm not going to question it. Yeah. Why would I? I mean, I don't think that you're lying to me if... No, I mean, if they're living in their truth, I mean, if I met someone who was a former alcoholic and they're not anymore, that's their past. That's not their present right now. And I... It is getting harder to tell. It is. Especially with what we do in our industry. And well done. Yeah, we we, we see a lot of patients who are transgendered and Mm -hmm. do facial augmentation to make them look either more manly or more feminine. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing thing to be able to offer that. Yeah, well, uh, Jason, that actually leads me to a question for you. Is so a um, those type of surgeries are very specific. Yes, they're they're oh, not very just. Extreme. It's not it's not just plastic surgery. Well, it, there are certain people that do full, you know, the entire full body. Yeah, and there's certain people that do the genitalia specifically. Um, and there's a couple of doctors very well known for that. You know, like 10 years ago, it was very few doctors that did it. There was a lot of people that had to go to other countries or do it in, I, I guess, like back alleys, but in random places. Yeah. Well, they were very unsafe. Mm-hmm. A lot of people died, you know, with complications and stuff. So at least now there's the openness to be able to do those types of treatments. There was actually a movie on that. What's that movie called? Where um, the person ended up dying in the hospital in the aftercare. Uh, it was one of the first trans uh, uh, female to male or male to female trans transformation surgery was about that person's experience. But um, but now there's a lot of um, yeah I just remember the movie name. But there now there's a lot of doctors that actually specialize in it, and you you'd be amazed at what some of the people look like. Yeah, I mean sometimes you can't even tell. Although it used to be, if someone's got an Adam's apple, then mm-hmm. you can tell. But now they shave. No. It. Well, you can shave that down. Yeah, yeah. Have, you know, the full facial reconstruction can be done, breaking the jaw, putting in implants. I mean, there's a million things that can be done um, with expertise and skill. You know, now to be able to really transform someone's yeah. face. Um, well, and there are just some people like I have a, a friend of mine who's um, she's. 
pretty popular on Instagram, and she's been on uh, like ABC and some shows. Her name's uh, Alexandra Gray, and she self-identifies as a transgender actress. But if you were to look at her, you would never You're question whether, and that's not even you know whether you could like tell or not I feel like that's also when you talked about earlier your kind of lifelong relationship with a patient is someone is going to go through stages right Mm -hmm. there's going to be periods where you obviously can tell they might be a male wearing a wig or what have you but as you progress five years down the line 10 years 15 years maybe 20 years it's going to change yeah yeah, I mean, and it's it's dramatic too. I mean, what what people want as well, you know, how they want to represent themselves. Like that picture is very elegant. It's very you know formal. I don't know how to describe it. And then you have some patients like mine that are in the skimpiest little outfits that want to mm-hmm. show everything off. So there's like yeah. a variety amongst all these transformations yeah. too. Um, you were talking about certain doctors are right for certain people. I mean, I have I don't really have the women that want the huge, huge asses that come to me because they see my style as being more athletic. Mm-hmm. The snatched look, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. typically Miami, and there's a couple doctors yeah. here that are known for that. We see that more in our Hispanic and black patients, so I end up having more white patients because they see my look, although, you know, it's it, it just it's unbelievable how that happens. Like mm-hmm. certain people go to certain places because of those trends and, and that sort of thing, even though I could do that type of surgery very easily and I can see it in that grouping. So, you know, you have like a variety in all amongst all, but those yeah, those those trends start to happen. All right, we're gonna move on to our next few topics, which as always it's my favorite part of the show. Nerd news. Of course. Nerd news. Let me push up my glasses. Did you guys see the last Jedi trailer? No. As always, the lone nerd in the room. So, well, except when it comes to Power Rangers. But um, the not last true. Jedi. Yeah. No, that's not true. You're, you're like that's not you're true. You're such a nerd. But this week, apparently, I had the cheese stands alone. The Last Jedi trailer <laughs> came out last fucking week, you guys. And even though after watching it, I could not really tell you anything about what the movie's about. It was like a hand, a spaceship. Lightsaber. Lightsaber. <laughs> it's like flash, flash, flash. And then they were like, get rid Silence, of, and then there must, a title. You must get rid of the Jedi or like something. So as I said before, the title, The Last Jedi... Jedi itself is plural, so mm-hmm. that means more than one. So they're trying to exterminate the Jedis. I literally do not know what I watched, and since no one else <laughs> has seen not it, we. no one else can comment on it, but it was like, I just felt like it was so quick. It was like hand, spaceship, lightsaber, gun, thick. I just, I had no idea. <laughs> What I fucking watched. So basically, could have just made this trailer out of like all the other Star Wars movies. Yes. And just, like tricked everyone. And yet, every Star Wars nerd in the universe was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" And I was like, "What?" It's like a Beyonce concert. What just fucking happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like wind oh, sequence. I don't need. I don't need to die. Every. I've, I've escaped for a year and a half now. I don't need to die this week. Like I don't. Every Jeremy, don't week help me, we <laughs> poke the beehive, and yet again, the beehive's gonna kill me. 
I'm, I'm. They're coming for you. They're coming for they're, you. Pl- they're plotting they something. Are, yes. All right, we'll move on to some other nerd news. I suppose you guys have probably seen the giant Peanuts? poster. Well, oh. you're rich. We're not on the sex question yet. I jumped the gun. The I'm giant sorry. posters for the Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two that's coming out. Yes, did I you have guys seen see those. Part One? Wait, I've seen those. Yes. Yeah, you liked I it. Have tickets for the two. Ooh. <laughs> Best movie theater ever. I'm loving it. Yes. The first one was so perfect, right? It was really well done. It's amazing. Well, there's already part two, and James Gunn, the writer-director, has confirmed he is going to do a part three. I can't wait. Woohoo! Yes. Who's Confetti. Be That's the question. Who's what? Who will be casted in what characters? Oh, I don't know. Do you ever think they're going to introduce them to like the Earthbound Marvel characters? We'll I'm sure. Very cool. I could see a really... This is Marvel we're talking about, I yes. know. I could see a really fun scene between, like, Black Widow and and uh, and uh, Chris Pratt's character, Amazing. you know, because he's such an idiot, and she could, like, play him so well. So. <laughs> I'm really... I'm actually really excited about this movie, too, so... I'll speak of Marvel. I have a quick side note, by the way. Mm-hmm. So today they released um, release dates for three movies next year. What? Deadpool, Deadpool 2 is going to be on June 1st. Can't wait. He is my spirit animal. X-Men Dark Phoenix will be released November 2nd of next year. What? And New Mutants will be April 13th of 2018. Awesome. I want to know if like New Mutants... Does New Mutants follow up the, the final Wolverine movie? Fuck if I know. Because they were they already, like, they were already featured in Logan. Here, it Logan. literally was dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Logan? Yeah, it was okay. I really liked oh. it. I liked it, but I didn't think it was... I mean... I thought it was one of the best superhero movies ever. What? Yeah. How? You, I mean... Besides I just, Iron Man 1... I'm going to so you guys don't start fighting. ...to be able to help people in that movie, and people just stood around and didn't do anything. They have all these because they, they have, have a lot of emotions, powers. Jason. They have, they have so powers. many emotions. <laughs> and they, 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 there was nothing, nothing was happening because of their emotions. Yeah, it was a little slow to start, but it was. Still, it was very it slow. Was still fun. <laughs> but I thought it was a great. Fi- I thought it was one of the best superhero films, aside from like Iron Man One. One of the best. Yes, sure. Iron Man was fucking amazing. That's great. And also, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. The, that first great movie was movie. perfect. Oh so now we know not only is there a second one, but there's also going to be a third one. Nerdgasm right now. <laughs> All right, you guys, we've already gone over our, our hour. So we're real quick, we're going to go for who do we hate, who do we love, and then answer our sex question, have you ever been to a sex club? So who do we hate, who do we love this week? Richie Rich, do you want to start? Who or what? Who, Either what? Either way. Matter. Really quick. <laughs> we have like 20 minutes. So go. Oh, that'll be quick. Um, I hate my voice for leaving last week, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Richie Rich <laughs> sorry, lost his guys. voice last week. I did. I was uh, like, I'm really sorry, but I lost sorry, my voice, guys. and I can't record. And it was gone for most of the week, and now it's back. And I'm hey. here and there. I'm a little raspy, but I'm here. All right. And Jason, who do you hate this week? Well, there's actually two things I hate this week, but I'll, I'll name one, one of them. Carlises. <laughs> Absolutely hate car leases because if you want to get out of them, it's almost impossible. Yep. Hire a lawyer. Literally impossible. <laughs> and after you talk about all these movies, I love Sour Patch Kids. That's all I have to say. Ooh. 
Or sometimes those ropes, the sour patch ropes. Yes, or like the nerd rope. Oh, I heard ropes and got excited. The nerd rope. Oh. All right, I hate this week entitled white bitches. There's a lot of stories. But I fucking hate entitled white. Again, bitches. this is the white guy talking, guys. By the way, this is yeah, not the black yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are the oh, these are the only assholes who will like honk at you in a crosswalk. Fuck. True. It says you have to stop. Yes. Yes. Fuck those bitches. So and who Priuses. do we love this week, Richie Rich? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> really. I do. I love you. Aww. I love you for dealing with all my bullshit and me being 10 minutes late to every show. And <laughs> <laughs> dealing with my bullshit of a lost voice last week. Aww. And it's rolling with the punches. So sweet. It's actually in my notes. I'm not going to lie. I'm oh serious. God. You're amazing. Jason. Don't cry. Jason, do you also love me this week? I love you so much. <laughs> you so can't much piggyback that, off me. So much that I'm going to give you screw attacks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> With his tongue. Yeah. That's a new, we'll call, we'll call that something new. Hey. No, really, what do you love this week, Jason? You know I love movers because we are moving to our new office this week. And we are very excited about it. That's awesome. It's going to be really nice. And where's the new office at? It's on Bedford, 435 Bedford. What awesome. What I love about it, though, is we're partnering with a friend of mine that does stem cell injections, IV infusions. So if you're drunk or hungover, you can get yes. IVs done. If you surgery, you can have IVs done. I'll be hitting and you up next Saturday morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. Appreciate it in advance. Hormone and wellness. So it goes in with everything that we're talking about, taking care of patients inside and outside. Yeah. We're going to be able to do it all in one place. I love it. Be beautiful. Take my credit card number right now. We are okay. ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just sign the authorization. <laughs> all right. Well, this week I love Starbucks. A, because uh, I love coffee. Unicorns. I love coffee. I did have a unicorn frappuccino. Is it, it was gross? Really sweet. Everyone says it's really gross and sugary. And it's super, su- it? super sugary. I like coffee, so I like bitter. But I, I love Starbucks just <laughs> for being around are. the corner and being easy and being able to use my app. But also for doing something so ingenious that literally everyone had to go fucking have a stupid unicorn frappuccino this week. Each one has 52 teaspoons of sugar. I'm sure it is. It's insane. Yeah, you had one of those in your fucking trip. I worked out. It's okay. It's I worked out twice. You every day. You can have it in, in, in yeah. you know what I mean? I actually Don't was such him. an asshole about it because I didn't realize it would take like 10 minutes to make. And I was like, I really have to get to work. Can you just like... Give it to me now. It looks like a fucking Lisa Frank folder. You didn't ridiculous. think that was going to take time? Yeah, it did. They were like... Drink viral. Half sprinkles. And then the other... It took genius. so long. Star it literally took 10 minutes. No, it was really right. genius. No, it really was. Like, and that's, I mean, A, because like, I just love coffee and I can just go there and get my iced coffee every day. But I do think it's fucking genius to create something where so many talking about it and they're literally sold out of unicorn frappuccinos every week and also my favorite tweet this week was from a starbucks employee who said i used to love unicorns but this place has taken everything away from me (laughs) (laughs) that's That's amazing love it all right you guys that leads us to our sex sex question question of the week Yes, hear the moans. We've been edging. 
All right, we uh, yes, <laughs> we asked on Twitter, have you ever been to a sex club? So far, fifty percent said there have been no opportunities. What? Okay, so you explained this like a gazillion episodes ago. Yeah. So there's a difference between a bathhouse and a sex club, sure, correct? Sure, yeah. Bathhouse what is, is the difference? and you have to check in and whatever. Sex club. You're in clothes, right? Well, special or clothes. You can't just wear like, what you would wear to the Abbey. You would wear like a jackstrap. You would wear like, you know. That's, that's what I wear to the Abbey. What are you talking about? <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Well, 50% has never had an opportunity <laughs> To go to a sex club with, I feel really sad for them. 25% also said it's not their scene. All right, I respect that. 25% said, yes, check my clothes. And I really respect that. All right. You guys, let's go around the room and talk about sex clubs. So have you ever been? Would you ever go? Richie Rich? Um, I'm open to most things. I've never been yet. What? By that definition. Or have I? No, I have. I have. You yes. pay money at the door like a club, and then they take your clothes, and you walk around, and you no, have okay. drinks, and there's a DJ, and you can dance, but there's also... Oh, okay, no, I've never been one. Never mind. I, no, absolutely not. I've not... No. What? No, I'm not. Why do you find this... You know I'm the vanilla one of the group, and I, I'm the chocolate one of the group. <laughs> you already know this. You already know uh, this. Like, no, I've never... No. That exists? Yes, I'm going to one tonight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I yeah no. Clothes. I haven't either. No, I, Jason, I, you've never no. been to a club. See? No, I have not. Make have me not feel all crazy. crazy. I haven't. I haven't ever had that opportunity. Although some frat parties I used to go to when I was in college, I felt were like that. That like the toga parties or the jock yeah. parties, underwear parties, things like that. I mean, that was that's pretty close. But no, like yeah, paying money, close. getting drinks, and then being naked and sex going. No, I've never done that. Well, before. also they have to make a copy of your ID because you have to sign a release saying that whatever happens within the club mm. is. Oh well, think about it. Sure. I, I mean, it makes you're going sense. into a sure. environment. I've never done it before. Of course, Wes is white party. Of course, I'm a yes. Like, like white parties should start doing that. By the way, and it's just start taking your. So True. <laughs> oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. So as ever, every fucking. I'm very week, intrigued though. Every fucking week, my answer is yes. So. Here's the thing. So when you go to a sex club, you probably don't want to go by yourself. You want to go with a friend or a group of friends, not necessarily people that you are going to hook up with. Although. Maybe it could be because it would be safe and fun to be with those individuals. Maybe it's with a boyfriend too. Sure, you can be voyeuristic, whatever. Um, but basically, you get in and you uh, check your clothes, and you have to walk around. And but whether it's fetish gear, like what, it just—it's not something you would. It's not street clothes. Okay. So sex club is just not street clothes and there's a DJ, there's a bar. It's just like a regular club, except instead of having to have sex in the bathroom stall, you can have sex in open rooms where people can watch you. This is so different. And there are like slings and like things like that. So that's what a sex club is. So like pornographic Cirque du Soleil. It could be (laughs) if if that is your choosing. You could also observe... There's no saying that you have to participate. 
in okay. anything. I mean, you can could, strictly watch. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that I think that's why it's really important to go with a trusted yes. friend or a group of friends where you know you're not going to get graped. Gay yeah, gay raped, grapes. Um, yeah, no. You're going to be in a safe environment, and you're going to have a good time. Whether you choose to participate, that's fine. Whether you don't, that's fine as well. And no Bill uh, Cosby's. Yes, no. Uh, or Bill O'Reilly's. No, no bills. No bills. Apparently, that no bills. name is just yeah. His name is cursed. Mm. But it's something that. It's not some people's scene. That's why I put that in the in the options. That is mm-hmm. just not for some. I'm intrigued. I, I had no idea this idea this even existed. Oh yeah, until over, right now. all over LA. You've once again enlightened me. I'm telling you, I have an invite to one tonight, and I'm literally going after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Reviews next episode. You should see my outfit. <laughs> so. Our group is pretty split here. The poll will be available for another couple of days. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, please go on Twitter, follow me at Westifer, and you can always see our sex question of the week. You can also follow Richie Rich. I'm at Richie Rich 909 on Twitter. You can follow our guest Jason. Jason MRMD, J-A-S-O-N-E-M-E-R-M-D. On everything. On everything. And that's <laughs> across the board. Yes. And that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for being here. Jason, Thanks for coming. Really enjoyed sure. You're amazing. You here. Thank you. This time too, and this is wonderful. Yes. yes. We're kind of fun. We love it. <laughs> Until next week. Thank you. Good night. Bye.